0: So it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. You knew that. There was this guy, Noah, his family and lots of animals that survived. Check. You may even know that this story is where the rainbow you see in the sky today, maybe even right now, originated from. But in this message, I'm going to tell you four things you didn't know about this story. And by the end, We'll pray together for the same faith Noah had in order to survive this impossible event. First, you need to know why God sent the flood. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 through 7, it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. The Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals, to creeping things, and to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. Often, we think about God's wrath as something undeserved or unwarranted. Yet, we see in this scripture that God's wrath and anger are actually responses to man's wickedness. See, our sinful nature drives us toward death as we give in to it. James chapter 1 verse 14 through 15 says, But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Our sinful natures ultimately leave us with nothing but self-destruction and death. God's anger comes about when He sees us giving ourselves to that rather than the life that He has for us. In our day and age, anger is often an anger of abuse. People abuse each other with anger all the time. But instead, God's anger is an anger of protection. It is His response when we would rather give ourselves over to self-destruction rather than to Him. He wants what is best for us, and what is best for us is Him. Yet, so often, we choose other things. We embrace our own sin. The flood wasn't just an act of wrath or judgment. It was primarily a response of grief to the way mankind had embraced its own wickedness. This is why it says that the Lord was sorry that he had made man on earth. The second thing you need to know about the flood is that it shows that God always chooses to save a few, even when he pours out his judgment. This is a theme that recurs throughout the whole entirety of Scripture. God brings judgment on His people, but He always saves a few. This is because He has chosen to always and continually work alongside humanity, even though humanity rebels against Him consistently. God could have just wiped out all of humanity and started over, Yet, he chose to rather work alongside humanity and to save a few, saving Noah and his family so that mankind could start over. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 17 through 18, our God says, Behold, I, even I, am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh In which is the breath of life, from under heaven, everything that is on the earth shall perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. This is important as Noah is the first person with whom God enters into a covenant. So as you read throughout the Bible, you will see this happen many times with people like Abraham, Moses, and David. God makes covenants with humanity and then works alongside humanity. The third thing you need to know is that at that point in time in the Bible, the weather on the earth was very stable. They didn't have natural disasters and things like the flood at that point. This then, think about it, makes Noah's faith even more significant as he had really never seen anything like what God was describing to him. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7, it says, By faith Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah showed an immense amount of faith in trusting God throughout this whole situation and it was counted to him as righteousness. Similarly We are often called to have faith in God through times when we can't see the outcome. We have all experienced, and we will all experience, times in our lives when we just aren't quite sure what the possibilities are going forward. God takes us through situations where we really badly just want to ask Him, What are you doing here? This makes no sense to me. What's going on? Yet, we are called to tackle these situations with faith as Noah did. Noah had faith through all the ridicule and the mockery he received while he was building the ark. But he trusted that God knew the outcome. And each of us are called to do the exact same thing in our own lives, in our own situations. The fourth thing you need to know about the flood is that Noah's family's experience on the ark was probably not a nice one. If you really think about being in an enclosed space with hundreds of animals for 40 days and nights, you start to scratch the surface, just barely, of what Noah and his family probably went through during that time. Can you imagine? They probably had to have many systems in place to clear waste to feed the animals, and to keep things relatively sanitary. The reason that I'm pointing this out is that we often see this story through the lens of a children's book. It usually has a boat printed on the front with a smiling Noah and a giraffe sticking its head out of the window, but it probably wasn't a pleasant situation at all. So when God is bringing us through our hardships, it isn't pleasant. In fact, most of the time, it just simply is not pleasant at all. Yet, it provides us with opportunities to build our faith in Him. Consider James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. It says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The whole purpose of hardships and trials is to produce faith and endurance in us, so that we learn to trust in God more and more each day. We must learn to consider it all joy, as James says, so that we can build the faith that God wants us to build in himself. As Noah did, we have to have faith in the process. So often, we want God to come to our situation and come to our rescue and make changes instantly. But so often, he wants us to learn something before we can come out of it. The next time you are in a trial, stop and think, what does God want me to learn from this? Have faith that he will pull you through and he will do so at the correct time. Saints of God, now let us pray. God, we pray that we would learn to have complete and utter faith in you As Noah once did. We ask that you strengthen your spirit within us so that we would feel your presence in our lives and in our trials. Please give us joy in our trials and help us to realize that your anger is an anger of protection, not abuse. Help us to see that you are so much more and so much better than the sin we so often choose. We pray these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen.